Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association with Chief Operating Officer Kyle Longton. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm great, Kyle. How are you doing? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I can hear you perfectly. How about you? Can you hear me? I can, and that's not always the case with me. Um, as you may know, um, I'm wearing the headphones. Thankfully, they're noise canceling because I have taken my hearing aids out. And that's that's what I wanted to talk about today. It's it's May, which, as everybody knows, means it's Better Speech and Hearing Month, right? Yeah, it's fantastic. Better You've Speech and Hearing Month. Circled on your calendar, right? Of course, always, every year. Have you had any experiences with hearing loss in your own life with your family or, or even yourself? My grandfather had hearing loss, so he wore hearing aids. So I'm very used to the, when we would come close to him, he would, you know, turn it down. And when we were further <laughs> away, he would turn it up. So, <laughs> but he wore them, right? He wore them all the time. Yeah. See, that was a challenge in, in my family. When my, my grandmother finally got hers, she wouldn't wear them most of the time. Um, and so we'd, we'd have family gatherings and she had hearing loss and my mom did. And, and turns out I did too. So we'd be yelling at each other and the rest of the family's in another room, able to follow the conversation just fine. Um, <laughs> I'm actually on my third, third pair of hearing aids and I just got them. Um, wow. but you know, they're, they're, they're not cheap. Um, and I've been very lucky that, that I've had insurance that's covered it, but, for my last two pairs, including this most recent one, I actually used one of the, the memberships that we, one of the, the discount programs we have through AFSPA called True Hearing. Oh, great. Um, so, and I, that's actually, we're, we're fortunate enough to have someone from True Hearing coming in today. Um, Patty Green is going to join us. And um, she is the, she's an audiologist, which I am grateful for because they have saved my, my life professionally and personally. Um, just making sure that I could, you know, hear things. If you can believe it, I had trouble hearing our, our CEO, Paula Jacob, um, at times, but, um, <laughs> also hearing things at home. The first time I mentioned to a doctor that I had, I was experiencing hearing loss and wanted to go to an audiologist. He said, well, why are you saying that is, did your wife recommend it? And I said, well, I also can't hear my boss. <laughs> it's a double but, whammy. Yeah. Patty Green. Uh, I just want to do a quick bio before we actually bring her on. Um, she's actually been an audiologist for more than 30 years. She's also been working at, as True Hearing's Director of Provider Engagement since August 2015. So she's building stronger relationships with the providers in the True Hearing Network, which is nationwide, and also helping them understand how to use the, the programs um, using communications and education for the providers. Before she came to True Hearing, she was in sales, marketing, and training with a leading hearing aid manufacturer. Um, we're not going to mention that specifically because there's a, a lot of options that, that True Hearing works with. And she also had her own private audiology practice. And she's also been a presenter on a number of things and a number of different topics and a number of different forums. And she has her master's degree in audiology from SUNY Buffalo. So we're fortunate to be able to talk with her today. Um, and she's going to tell us a little bit about hearing loss in general, as well as True Hearing um, specifically. Patty, thank you so much for joining us um, to talk about Better Speech and Hearing Month. Um, and of course, as an audiologist, we're hoping to hear a bit more from you about the hearing piece and the speech piece. Um, so can you, as an audiologist, can you tell us a bit more about hearing loss? What, what causes hearing loss? 
Sure. Um, you know, in very simplistic terms, when we think about hearing loss, it happens when a part of the ear is not working in the usual normal way. So this could include some type of damage to the outer, middle, or inner ear. Now, when commonly, when we talk about hearing loss, we're really referring to sensory neural hearing loss, which means there's permanent damage to the inner ear nerve and hair cells. Now, what causes that, what causes hearing loss can be a multitude of factors, but most commonly when we refer to sensory neural hearing loss, it's related to aging or excessive exposure to loud noise. But there can also be other factors such as genetics. So some genetic factors make people more predisposed or susceptible to hearing loss than others. So depending on your genetic makeup, you might have more susceptibility to hearing loss due to aging or as a result of ex exposure to excessive noise and also sometimes medications or infections. Hmm. And when we look at studies, you know, 35 to 55% of age-related hearing loss is estimated to be related to genetics. So it's just how we're made up genetically. But in terms of other factors that could cause hearing loss, you know, a temporary hearing loss might be caused by excessive earwax, but that means that if everything else in your auditory system is functioning normally and you remove that wax, then you'll certainly hear normally. But usually that's not the reason why people have hearing loss. Um, okay. So, yeah, when we think about you know, some signs or some things to consider that might cause hearing loss, certainly to be aware of any type of medications that people are on, they should have a conversation with their physician. Because if they're on, say, high blood pressure medication, diabetes medication, or some cancer treatment, there might be some ototoxic drugs that can contribute to hearing loss as well. Um, so it's certainly a conversation people should have with their physician. Yeah, that wasn't something I was aware of in terms of that. I'm a diabetic. I wasn't aware that the medications could actually be contributing to hearing loss. It could. And, and certainly, again, you know, I'm not an MD, so this isn't medical advice, but knowing that there are certain drugs that are ototoxic, it's certainly just something to be aware of and maybe have a conversation with your doctor about that. Absolutely. Are, are there ways that, that, I mean, in these cases um, with genetic and um, other types of hearing loss, can it be, can it be corrected? Can it be um, reversed in any way? So if it's, you know, nerve damage, you know, sensory neural hearing loss, uh, that's not reversible or corrected by medication or surgery. If it was related to, say, earwax, certainly remove the earwax and you're going to hear better. But again, that's really not a common cause of hearing loss. Um, it might just reduce your hearing ability, but it's certainly not a, a common factor of hearing loss. So Got yeah, it. it's usually, it's permanent and can't be corrected. However, the good news is that hearing aids can help improve how well you hear. So there is help out there. There is a solution for people. Okay. Well, and, and we're talking about solutions for people. How many people are we talking about in the United States who are dealing with hearing loss? Are there any, any stats that you can share around both diagnosed and undiagnosed hearing loss? Sure. You know, when we think about the studies that have been done by the National Institute on Aging and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they both report approximately 37.5 million adults in the U.S. 
report some level or some degree of difficulty hearing. So there's a lot of people out there. You're not alone if you're one of those 37 and a half million adults with hearing loss. Um, and if we look at the brackets of age groups, you know, 65 to 74 year olds in that age group, one in three are experiencing some hearing loss. So that's a lot. And if we increase the age to 75 or older, nearly half of those in the U.S. are experiencing hearing loss. So it is very prevalent. And in terms of gender, men are typically about twice as likely to experience hearing loss than women. And so you wonder, you know, why is that? Well, there's no exact reason that experts can contribute or attribute to that. However, most will agree that it's likely due to the work environment because excessive exposure to loud noise can cause hearing loss and men are more likely to be employed in more industrial settings, excessive noisy environments. That's probably why men are twice as likely to have hearing loss than women. And, and, further underlines the importance of the, the protective gear that we often see uh, people in those jobs or maybe out on the tarmac um, at airports wearing just, just to provide that layer of, of protection. Absolutely. And, you know, one other thing to mention is that even though hearing loss is very prevalent in the U.S., you know, 37 and a half million, that's a lot of people with hearing loss. Only about one in three adults with hearing loss who could benefit from hearing aids actually use them. So we have a lot of work to do to get hearing care solutions to people with hearing loss. Uh, and we, when we look at studies that find out, you know, or surveys asking people, you know, you have a hearing loss, why don't you get help? One of the primary reasons is because of cost, which is something that we can address later in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there, there's also somewhat, or at least I felt this in the past, a uh, stigma around hearing aids um, that that doesn't exist around something like um, glasses or contacts. Um, right. And that's, yeah. That's right. And, you know, that is one of the factors or one of the reasons why people don't seek help. However, with hearing aid technology today, cosmetically and the technology and how it performs for people and helps people has changed dramatically over the years. So if people are, you know, if your listeners are here today going, well, you know, I don't want the old grandma, grandpa hearing aid, it's changed dramatically and they don't even look like hearing aids anymore and they perform wonderfully well. So the technology is there as well as cosmetics. And I will say cosmetically, they can, they, there are, they will help you match your hair color. Although I was disappointed when I got my latest pair, I had to get a slightly lighter, lighter shade as my, my hair's graying rapidly, it seems, but, um, but that they had options for me. So before we get into some more specifics, can you, can you tell us some of the signs of hearing loss that, that we should look for either in ourselves or those around us? Sure. You know, hearing loss, what's interesting about hearing loss is that it typically occurs gradually. So it's very common that other people will notice you may have some difficulty hearing before you actually notice. Now, if you woke up, you know, one day you went to bed, you had normal hearing, everything was fine. The next day, suddenly you couldn't hear, you would certainly notice that. But because it typically occurs gradually, it's really other people that may notice it first. So some of the signs to look for is if you have your TV too loud and others around you, your spouse or family are saying, gosh, you've got that TV so loud, that could be a sign of hearing loss, or if you've got, you're listening to the radio in the car too loudly, um, or if you yourself have a sense that, well, I can hear people, I just can't understand people. That's a sign of hearing loss. Or 
you know, frequently people will say, you know, I'm having to ask people to keep repeating themselves because I'm missing what they're saying. That's another sign of hearing loss. And usually that's happening in more noisy environments. So group settings, family gatherings, restaurants, anytime there's noise around, people will say, you know, I can hear, I'm just not understanding. And I hear perfectly well and quiet. It's just when I get around a group of people, I have difficulty. And that's certainly a sign of, or an indication that you may have some level of hearing loss and we'd recommend you get a hearing evaluation to assess that. What? What about if someone notices that they have ringing in their ears? Is that typically an indicator of of hearing loss? Yes, it is. You know, most people with hearing loss also have ringing in the ears or tinnitus. Some people say tinnitus, potato, potato. uh, But that is another sign of hearing loss if you have ringing in the ears. Okay. Um, Well, one thing I want to share, you know, we, I mentioned stigma before. This is something that as, as a person who got my first hearing aids at age 27, I've been passionate about hearing aids coverage for, for hearing aid benefits and so forth, as well as tearing down that stigma. But I also had a true misunderstanding about what would come out of my first hearing test at age 27. I went in and I thought, oh, they're going to tell me that I have 20% loss in my right ear and maybe only 15% in my le- left ear, but it's not that mm-hmm. simple. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about how hearing tests work, how hearing is measured, what somebody might expect to, to learn from a hearing test? Sure. You know, one of the things that is common, and I used to hear this when I was in practice as well, is people would come in and say, oh, the last time I had my test, hearing test done, I had 20% hearing in my right, you know, 30% in my left. And I was always very perplexed by that because hearing is much more complicated than that. And that is really not an accurate description of hearing because of the way it's evaluated. So when a person has their hearing evaluated, Um, they'll go into their hearing care provider. They'll put them in a quiet sound treated room called a sound booth. They'll put a headset on like I'm wearing today, minus the microphone or soft earplugs in their ears that are connected to the test equipment, the audiometer. And then they're administered a pure tone test or they'll hear beeps. And so that hearing care provider is going to assess how soft can they hear a beep at different frequencies. So they're going to measure low frequencies or low pitches, mid and high frequencies or high pitches. And so think of it in terms of speech, we're looking at more vowels or low frequencies. They have a lot of power and energy and consonants, which is where clarity comes from. The S, F, T, H sounds, they're going to be measuring different frequencies to also correlate that to how well you hear speech and understand speech. And so the results of that are going to be plotted on a graph called the audiogram, and you'll get results for your right ear independently of your left ear. So it's going to give your hearing care provider an overall picture of how will your hearing sound at different pitches. They'll also assess how well do you hear and understand speech in quiet and in noise. And of course, you know, consumers can relate to that because that's where they're having difficulty quite often is in the noisy situation. So they're going to have a comparison of how well do you hear in quiet versus noise and where's that breakdown. And there might be some additional testing that your provider will do to get an overall picture, a more comprehensive picture of your hearing health. But generally, that's how it's done is the beep tone test um, and measuring across different frequencies, speech and quiet, speech and noise. Okay. So it's, it's, it's comprehensive um, and, and 
independent for each ear when you go in for that test. That's I think that's good for people to to understand that if they think it's just one ear, they may just be looking at a at, at help um, for one ear. Right. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because quite often people think they only have a hearing loss in one ear, whereas that could happen if there's a specific reason, you know, head trauma, you know, a gun, you know, going off on just one side of the head. But most people, because your ears um, are exposed to the environment together, they lose their hearing in both ears at the same time. And so when your provider recommends hearing aids uh, for to address your hearing loss, they most commonly are going to recommend two. And two are definitely going to help you hear and understand better in noisier environments because you'll get more information coming to both ears because that's how we normally hear and function. And the brain needs that information from both sides to also localize, to understand where is sound coming from around you. Is it coming from over on your right side or your left side? You need both ears performing optimally to make that distinction. And it's also going to help you understand better in noisy environments, having both ears work for you. So most often people will be recommended to hearing aids because that's how you're going to uh, improve the most is having both ears working for you. Excellent. So I have a question because this is something I didn't, didn't fully understand when I I first um, sought help for, for hearing loss. There's different providers out there with, with different levels of expertise. Um, You're an audiologist, of course, um, We've heard, you know, people are familiar with ear, nose, and throat specialists and so forth. Who should we be going to or, or what services can different get different levels of expertise provide? Sure. That, that's a good question because in the hearing healthcare space, you have ENTs or ear, nose, and throat doctors, audiologists, and hearing instrument specialists. And the differences between those really relate to education and scope of services. And so just like you asked, you know, why would you see one or the other? So let's go through like an ENT. An ENT or an ear, nose, and throat doctor is a medical doctor. So their education and training is medically oriented, where an audiologist, they hold an advanced degree, either a master's, a doctor of audiology, or a PhD in the hearing healthcare space. And a hearing instrument specialist is licensed to evaluate your hearing and fit hearing aids but does not hold a degree in the hearing healthcare field. So when do you see one or the other? So anytime you have a medical issue with your ear, nose, and throat, you'd see an ENT. So if you have an ear or sinus infection, if you have a sudden hearing loss or tonsillitis, for example, or if you needed surgery you in the ear, nose, and throat, you would see an ENT. So anything really medically related to the ear, nose, and throat. An audiologist... Um, you would see if you had hearing or balance, a hearing loss or balance disorders. So they're the primary healthcare professional to evaluate, treat, and manage hearing loss and balance disorders. So if you need hearing aids, you could see an audiologist. But you could also see a hearing instrument specialist. So a hearing instrument specialist, even though they don't have an advanced degree in hearing healthcare, they are trained and licensed to administer hearing evaluations and fit hearing aids. So if you're looking to get hearing aids, you could see either audiologists or hearing instrument specialists. We have both in our provider network and both provide excellent care and services for those needs. Excellent. So you mentioned earlier that that cost is often a barrier for people in seeking hearing aids or, or other solutions for, for their hearing needs. 
AFSPA has a partnership with True Hearing, and we that's been in place uh, since 2017. We were introduced to the company through some partnerships we have with Axia Strategies and Carrington. Um, can you tell us, though, a little bit about True Hearing? How long has the company been around, and how did it get started? Sure. True Hearing has been around for about 17 years. It's It was started, it was founded in 2004 by Mr. Lindsay Atwood. Mr. Atwood through an experience with he had with his father-in-law getting hearing aids, discovered that most insurance did not offer any type of hearing aid coverage and, and financial support. So that left people with high out-of-pocket costs for hearing aids. And so that was his experience with his father-in-law getting hearing aids. So he founded True Hearing to improve the lives of those with hearing loss by making hearing aids more affordable. And so True Hearing in the 17 years since we've been founded, has helped hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. access more affordable hearing aids and improve the quality of life for them through better hearing. And so we're very proud of our mission to improve lives by making healthcare more affordable. And that that's fantastic. Um, and, and I'm proud to say that, that our health plan, the Foreign Service Benefit Plan, does have coverage, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but it is true that true hearing is filling a gap that many experience when they do not have the coverage for hearing aids or when the coverage is not enough to pay for the total cost of hearing devices. Um, so I want to be clear that that true hearing is not a not insurance. It is a discount program. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that clarification, um, can you talk a little bit about how the program works for somebody who might want to use it? Sure. So in addition to the cost savings that they'll receive by going through True Hearing, True Hearing, we pride ourselves on providing concierge level service to members calling in for help. And so when someone calls True Hearing, the hearing consultant at True Hearing will answer any of their questions that they have, talk to them about the True Hearing program, they'll verify their insurance, and they'll be there to basically hold their hand throughout the entire process. So on that initial phone call, when they verify their insurance, talk about the program, they'll also, if that person is interested, they'll call a local hearing care provider, which could be a hearing instrument specialist or an audiologist. And with the member on the phone, they're going to call the provider and schedule that initial appointment. So everything is done up front, very easy, seamless process for the members. And then at that appointment time, the member goes into the provider's office where they'll do the hearing evaluation. And if appropriate, they'll discuss hearing aids and can even purchase hearing aids at that time. Then the member will return when their hearing aids are in the provider's office. And so then they'll have the fitting. The hearing aids will be programmed to the hearing results, the hearing test results that they had on that first appointment. So it's tailored specifically and personalized for that patient. And then they'll schedule any follow-up appointments that might be needed for um, answering questions, for fine-tuning the hearing aids. They'll have three visits at no charge. Um, so they'll have that fitting visit, and then they can come back twice um, at no charge is all included with the purchase of hearing aids to make sure that they're really happy and satisfied with their hearing aids. They'll also receive, and I don't know if you're going to talk about this, Kyle, no, but they'll also, yeah, they'll also receive a 45-day risk-free trial. So members will be able to take those hearing aids home and wear them 
you know, around their family. If they're working, they can wear them at work, go to the restaurants, really test them out to see how well they're performing for them in the areas that they want to see improvement in their hearing. So they'll have that 45-day risk-free trial. If they decide to return them for any reason, then there's no out-of-pocket cost for them. Excellent. And I should also mention the if you're purchasing a set of hearing aids or a device that that requires batteries, there are some free batteries included. There's typically a three-year warranty. Mm-hmm. And then I myself um, have, have called True Hearing on a number of occasions to purchase additional batteries at prices lower than I find at my local pharmacy. Wax guards um, to that. When, once you change that, you notice a huge difference in the performance <laughs> of your hearing aids right. um, and some other accessories that, that are shipped right to my home. We've talked about savings. I recently purchased sort of Oticon's latest model, um, mm-hmm. the Oticon More. It was $7,500 retail. I paid only $4,400. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that those savings are a little bit higher than the average savings. What, what would you say the average savings are by going through True Hearing? Yeah, and those are tremendous savings. And a yeah. lot of people can experience that savings as well by going through True Hearing. So you can get those same hearing aids that you would get privately through a provider, but have the savings by going through True Hearing. So you had a significant savings. Most people on average will save about $2,500 a pair. So you're getting the same exact hearing aids, the same care from the provider, but you're having the savings um, up to $2,500 a pair on average based on the retail prices nationwide, simply by going through True Hearing. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm just impressed with, you mentioned before, these are not your, your grandparents or the sort of stock image of a hearing aid. My, my hearing aids have Bluetooth connectivity to my phone. So I'm taking my calls through that. I'm listening to, to podcasts like this one um, or, or to music. And it's, there's, there's various levels of technology out there um, from fairly simple devices to, to more advanced for whatever somebody needs. And, and I think that's the value of having the relationship with, with, through True Hearing with a local provider to find exactly what you need. So if somebody is listening and maybe they got the volume up a little bit too loud, um, what steps should they take to, to take advantage of the, the partnership between Aspen and True Hearing? Sure. Simple, you know, they can simply call True Hearing at 855-205-6252. Mention that you're an AFSPA member and be sure to have your information handy so that we can verify your coverage. Um, or you can go directly to the AFSPA website by going to www.afspa.org and click on the discount care programs under the ancillary insurance programs tab. And we'll be sure to take very good care of you and walk you through the entire process. Absolutely. And this is, this is a benefit um, and a program that I am passionate about. So I want to encourage anybody out there who's thinking about it, um, go for it. Um, make the call. Have that that appointment with an audiologist or hearing instrument specialist, and find out how they can help you. And and Patty, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today as one of our first guests. Um, I want to make sure we we had this because it is something I'm passionate about. But I also think there's a lot of people out there who can benefit from this program who are not. So thank you so much. And you know, on behalf of True Hearing, Kyle, I'd like to thank you for inviting me to join you today. You know, we look forward to helping your listeners access more affordable hearing care, so that they can improve their quality of life through better hearing. Thanks again, Patty. And I, I just want to mention um, for clarity that True Hearing's comments and Patty's comments are not intended as medical advice. So any questions you have um, about hearing health should be directed to a hearing care provider. 
True Hearing is not an insurance program, as we mentioned before. If you have questions about True Hearing uh, program or would like to schedule a hearing exam, please contact True Hearing. Thanks again to, to Patty Green for joining us. I want to encourage anybody who's interested to take advantage of the True Hearing program. And I also want to encourage FSBP members to, to take advantage of the benefits available to them under FSBP. Um, all the benefits are outlined in the Foreign Service Benefit Plan brochure that's available on our website at aspa.org FSBP. Um, without going into too many details, I'll mention that we do cover adult hearing aids every three consecutive calendar years up to a maximum of $4,000. We also have benefits for children's um, hearing aids that are covered in Section 5A. We've talked about hearing, but it's Better Speech and Hearing Month. So also check out the brochure for details of our speech therapy benefits. Those are outlined in both 5A and 5E. You can find the full details about coverage for in-network and out-of-network, as well as when you're receiving those services overseas. Once again, for full details, check out the 2021 FSBP brochure or call the plan at 202-833-4910. We've also got secure contact forms on our website. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you'll be back with us when we have another episode later this month. This has been ASPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or the other products offered by ASPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to ASPA Talks to catch our next episode. Thank you to Hannah Wolfhart for producing, editing, and mixing this episode. We'll see you next time.